Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Michael Burke has always been drawn to animals and has been able to have a unique connection with them. Michael eventually left his corporate career to focus full-time on working with dogs and their human companions together on their communication, behavior, and life coaching. He went all in on studying dog psychology, behavior, and training. This also included learning from Cesar Milan, the dog whisperer, and eventually becoming a meditation director for his programs. But along the way, he's learned a lot about himself from his own personal experience with his dogs, including Cooper and Harlow, both of whom were instrumental in teaching him crucial lessons of understanding the dog-human relationship. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today on Dog Save the People. I'm really excited to meet you and have you here as a guest. Thanks so much for having me, John. It's an honor and privilege to be here. I'm really excited. And if you can tell me just a little bit about where you grew up and what your experience as a child and as a young man was with animals and dogs in particular. I'm from Chicago. And I grew up in the suburbs. I'm the youngest of six kids, very Irish Catholic family. And we adopted my first dog when I was probably 10, nine or 10. And uh, he was an Irish terrier. My dad, being Irish, said we have to get an Irish terrier. (laughs) Great. And he was the grandson of Blackacre Barrister, some champion show dog or whatever. And Corky was a very Irish, stubborn, challenging, purebred dog. And in hindsight, we knew nothing about dog training, behavior, structure, any of that. And so it was a real learning experience. In hindsight, I recognized the seeds that were planted in me to want to learn and understand more about dogs. And, you know, there could have been many areas of my life where I was critical of myself or uh, second guessing myself. But when it came to animals, I always felt very confident in my ability to feel them and understand them and listen to them. Yeah. And I find too that in my life, um, and it wasn't until later on in my adulthood that I really made this immense, intense connection with animals in the way that I do now. But I always felt, especially living in New York City, like every time I'm walking down the street and I see a dog, we lock eyes. Those are such wonderful moments. And um, I I just want everybody to have that kind of connection with animals in general, but they, animals really, they bring us such, such joy. And there's such a gift there uh, if we look for it. Now, tell me about a little bit about Cooper. So there were always, you know, dogs around me. I wasn't willing to commit myself in college. Right. Adopted my first dog, Cooper, as an adult when I was uh, 20 three or 24. And yeah. she was a few years old when we moved to Los Angeles. And when we moved to LA, I found her to be just my rock through all of that because I moved there and I, you know, I quit my job and I moved because my partner had a job opportunity and came to LA thinking I could find a job and everything would be great. And then 9-11 hit and I couldn't find work and our relationship was challenged. Cooper was the one I would take up to Runyon Canyon every day. She was the one that gave me a reason to just get out and start hiking and then take advantage of the outdoors and have that outlet. And, And so she was bringing me out into the hills to go hiking and to meet people and to explore and to just be, you know, in touch with nature and to be active and 
she lived till 15 and a half and she hiked until she was 14. So every day we would go up to Runyon Canyon and it was everything for both of us. It was her heaven. It was my heaven with her. I love it. Cooper really was like, she changed my life. I mean, she was the one that really, I had just this profound, deep connection with her. And she was like my, my soulmate dog. She was a Collie Shepherd mix. And what was amazing about her was that she was so sensitive and uh, she wasn't great with strangers. Through her, I learned so much about sensitivity, dog sensitivity, but also energy and how people's energy would affect her and how my energy would affect her. And at first, I didn't really make my connection to it. I was more seeing how certain personalities and people would come to her or pass her and how she would respond. And I was really intrigued by that and fascinated and sometimes concerned. There was almost like a calling that she inspired within me to learn more about dog behavior, dog psychology, energy, what they can overcome, what they can't overcome and how to manage it. And realizing how a dog can be profoundly affected by the world. But the deeper message that I received from Cooper was how I was affecting her. I started to take inventory of myself and look at within myself and see how I was affecting her and how she was mirroring a lot of my own sensitivities, you know, being kind of cautious with certain people. And maybe I would pretend like, you know, oh yeah, very friendly and nice, but I was unsure of people. She was just living it out. Like she was acting it out. And, and so that shifted a lot for me where I, I realized like, okay, here she's mirroring back to me qualities within myself that maybe I need to work on for myself, but also for her. That then sort of led you in a very different career direction. Yes. That really began to propel me forward in a lot of ways where I was wanting to learn more about dog psychology and energy and behavior. And I was still working in advertising sales, but I was also coaching, uh, life coaching on the side. And in my life coaching, I was drawing a lot of people to me who had challenges with their animals. And so I was seeing a correlation too with the people. A lot of people who had their own personal issues were having challenges with their dogs. And so I would give some suggestions based on what I had learned within my own life on how maybe the person could make some adjustments within their own energy and their their thought process and their their emotions and being mindful of if they're leading with their emotions when it came to their dog, if they're angry or frustrated or sad, or there's a lot of like heavy emotion that sometimes can really be debilitating to a dog. It's a lot, a lot to carry. So I found myself helping a lot of people with their animals through my life coaching work. And I thought, well, rather than sending people to a dog trainer, why don't I just learn more about dog training and behavior, like get get certified in it and make it official. And so I ended up getting certified as a dog trainer through the Animal Behavior College. And I went and first trained with Cesar Milan, the dog whisperer at his dog psychology center here in Santa Clarita, outside of LA. And I just immersed myself in that and quickly became a member of his team. I was teaching classes at his ranch on the weekends and working at his um, his events workshops where he has people from all over the world come into town for like four or five day events to learn about 
energy and um, dog behavior and training. And um, I moved up within his team and became the meditation director on his team. Yeah. It just took things to a whole new level because I, it was everything I was learning and hearing him talking about. I was like, yes, this is what I've been experiencing, or this is what I've been feeling guided to do recognizing energy and how energy affects animals and how our thoughts, feelings, and emotions could potentially affect a sensitive dog and also working with people to make the connection for people. So there really is, and even in dog training, there can be kind of a life coaching aspect of it because you're working with the person, absolutely telling them and and you're piecing things together. You're helping them communicate better with their dog in a way that they're maybe not understanding because they're so far in the forest to see the trees of the situation, there was something here where, um, you know, being able to help people understand what their pets are thinking and feeling and being sort of that like translator and then helping people in their own life, maybe make some shifts because a lot of times when animals are having behavioral challenges, it's a um, result of the person being stressed or sad or worried or too excited. And so helping people kind of manage their energy, calm their energy, specifically through meditation, it just really came together. Yeah, um, I started to really build a, a following and clients and uh, and I really felt finally like on purpose my whole life. I w- wasn't sure what my purpose was or ideally what I, I realized what I really want to be able to do is work with animals and help people with their animals and help people and to feel inspired and just to feel joyful. And animals are an opportunity. They're like a gateway to that, exactly. especially dogs. Exactly. I wanted to ask you about, uh, about Harlow and your experience with her. Cooper was like the, you know, the big inspiration, the soulmate dog. Yes. But Harlow, she was a two-year-old pit lab mix. Or maybe, I never got her tested, but definitely pit. But I thought like, wow, I... Here I thought I knew sensitive dogs, and this dog was like, you know, times a thousand, and I was just so freaked out, and that was a real calling for me to step it up and to take it to a new level, up the ante in my understanding and leadership for, for sensitive dogs at her level. So she ended up being so transformational. She transformed because that's when I was working at Caesar Milan's ranch. So I was bringing her to our events and she was working with students. I would bring all of my dogs to work with students. And she was like the greatest teacher because a student would be handed her leash and she would just drop and wouldn't move. And people would have to learn how to get her to walk. And all about their calm, confident energy. And she would respond to calm, confident energy. If you had a clear intention, knew what you're doing, she would move. And it was amazing seeing how she would work with people and Caesar would use her. He would specifically request her for uh, certain demonstrations of how she would respond to different people's energy. So she, she came out of her shell. She was desensitized. And, you know, there always are little memories and big memories and feelings and reminders of her presence around. And in all the work I do at the ranch, at Caesar's Ranch at events, she's always mentioned and celebrated as being this, you know, profound teacher. Uh, And and even everything I learned from her and from Cooper, it has helped me when I'm working with other people. I was educated through them. So when other people are facing issues like dilated cardiomyopathy or 
Cooper incontinence or hip dysplasia or, you know, skin allergies or things like that. I'm all the more educated because I've experienced it with them. So, and Harlow ended up passing away, uh, two years ago this spring, still a brick house, still youthful. She came to me when she was two and, uh, she, she, you know, left when she was nine, but I'm, it was so grateful for her and everything I learned from her. And, and then Buddy came in a few months after. He's carrying the torch for Harlow. And he's not sensitive at all. He's, <laughs> he's a big ox that doesn't feel anything. And he's super balanced. And he's very, like, you know, for the challenges that I dealt with with uh, Harlow and Cooper, it's like all of the karma that I put in with them, it's all come back my way. With you know, Buddy's been a pretty easy one. Although I'm much more knowledgeable and experienced, too. But he's a gem. He's, he's super easy. (laughs) And Michael, finally, where can we find you on social media? And please tell us about your website, which I found fascinating. And again, there's so many wonderful tools and a lot of great content on your website. Oh, thank you for that. It's M I C H A E L R Burke, B U R K E Michael R Burke.com. And I'm on Instagram at Michael Burke official. Uh, because my name is so common, there are 50 million Michael Burke, so I'm the official one. Yeah. <laughs> I decided. <laughs> and and I'm on Facebook, too. I don't know what the... Fa- I'm not as active on Facebook. Everything I post on Instagram yeah. goes to Facebook. But people can reach out to you to, to make appointments, whether it's remote on Zoom or... In, at some point in person, if if they're in your if they're in your neck of the woods, yeah, I offer uh, Zoom appointments, vid- or Zoom, Skype, FaceTime, video appointments. Yeah, uh, I work sure. with people all over the world to help them with their animals if they're trying to figure out what they're thinking and feeling, behavioral challenges, uh, or personal development. If people are needing help in their own lives or all of the above, I work with people in that three prong approach. So yeah, you can find me that way. Um, And I do post a lot of uh, tips and stuff like that. So again, thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. It's been such an honor and so wonderful. I have have so much to learn from you. Oh, thank you. And I I appreciate this opportunity. I love your podcast and I love everything you're doing too. So, so thank you. It was a pleasure to speak with Michael and to hear about his lifelong journey, having a connection to animals. I love how he realized that his own behavior and things he needed to work on were being mimicked in Cooper and how that helped him want to become a better version of himself as a result. Sometimes it can be hard to see ourselves for who we truly are until we see it through the eyes of our dogs. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It is made with the support of executive producer Scott Benaglio and our producer and editor Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor Daniel Lampert for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media on Instagram at Dog Save the People, Facebook at Dog Save the People Podcast, and Twitter at Dog Save the PPL. We have a new gift shop on the DogSaveThePeople.com website with our first line of show merchandise that includes super soft t-shirts, 
We are also happy to say that the shirts from the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, have also been added to the DogSaveThePeople.com gift shop. Profits from these t-shirts will be going to support independent rescues and shelters. If you have any questions or submissions, you can reach out to us on our website or on social media or email us at DogSaveThePeople at gmail.com. New episodes come out every other Tuesday, so see you next week for another episode from Dog Save the People. Thank you.